Health and fitness, time to talk about that in the brand new year. And here is Gordon Lynch. Hello, mate. G'day, Tim. Good to be with you. Yes, good to be with you too as we head into the new year. Eliminating the excuses for not exercising. We could be here all day, couldn't we? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought because we we start the year off with all the best intentions, and and I think they're genuine ones. Yeah. uh, And it's just that sometimes... it's very easy to, to, to lapse. And I think if we can try and stay true to it, you know, the whole benefit of exercising is you, you get rewards from being consistent. Mm. It's just that things pop up, barriers pop up every now and again. And if there are, we can eliminate those or get around them in some way, then at least we'll be making some progress. All right, let's go through them. And I'm sure my, my listeners have uh, come up with them too. Don't have the time to exercise. Yeah, I, I think we've got to get to the point where we realise it doesn't have to be time-consuming to be beneficial. So the whole point of this is that the benefits of exercise can accumulate during the day. So if you can't do a 30-minute session all at once, or some people that do a 60-minute session all at once, then you can do you know, 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there. The, the benefits of those sessions will accumulate over the course of the day and produce those benefits. So yes... I, we recognise it's a genuine thing that finding time to, to exercise can be a challenge. But I think if we, we recognise that ex, you know, our health is a priority and one of the keys to good health is exercising, then let's be mm. opportunistic with it. So be active at, at every opportunity is how I you know I try and get around that. Say if you can exercise at lunchtime, do so. Uh, if you can take the stairs instead of the elevator, do that whenever you can. You know, treat your housework like like a workout. You know. Do, do get a bit of huff and puff going. Mm, mm. You know, I think that those sorts of things can get around you know, that thing about, oh, I haven't got time to exercise. Yeah. I think this one's very important for a lot of people. I don't know how to exercise. Yeah, I, I think it's a genuine one mm. as well. I mean, exercise can be, you know, different types of exercises can be intimidating. The first time you see them, you think, oh, I haven't got the, the coordination. I don't know. I have it. I'm not an Olympic athlete. I can't do those things. Look, I, I think if we think about simple exercises like going for a walk doesn't require any special skills so for most able-bodied people most people can walk um, if you want a bit of variety you can join a gym or start yoga or do a pilates class you know take up golf you know there are there are plenty plenty of those things so try not to be self-conscious about exercise you know, ex- mm. exercising shouldn't be something where you, you, you're worried about what other people are doing. It's really thinking about yourself and what, you know, how you can get the most out of it. So good gyms and fitness centres and those sorts of things, they'll offer classes for beginners. So mm. you should be taught by a qualified instructor, know how to do things safely and effectively, and then you'll start to get the rewards from that. So not knowing how to exercise is a genuine one, but there are ways around that. Yeah, and this one, and we discussed last weekend that, you know, a lot of Australians are uh, putting on a lot of weight, uh, and we are, we're getting too heavy. So people might say, oh, look, I'm not fit enough to exercise. I'm terrified I might have, you know, a heart attack or an asthma attack. I'm not fit enough. What do you say to people who say that? Yeah, I think all of these, all of these things are, are genuine, but you don't have to be fit to get fit. You mm. know, you have to start somewhere. So no matter how out of shape you are, you know, at the start of those things, you might think, oh, look, it's, it's going to be quite challenging, and it will be. But there are plenty of exercises that are, that are suited. We mentioned walking before. Mm. And so most people can walk if you're an able-bodied person. You might not be have, capable of eventually running a marathon. You know, not many people can. Um, but you can certainly walk around the block. So with you know, a moderate-intensity exercise, so if you're with someone, especially, and you're talking, talking in clipped 
sentences. You know, we call that the talking threshold, where you can just maintain a conversation, but you, you're still you know, making it making it work. Mm. Once you start exercising regularly, you'll be surprised how quickly your, your fitness will improve. So again, it's about this consistency. You've got to stick with the exercise. You may find it quite challenging at the start, but if you do it sensibly and safely, your fitness will improve mm. and you'll start to reap there as rewards. And this one probably goes with the previous one. And people say, oh, look, it's too painful. It's, it's dangerous. I might hurt myself and it's too demanding. Yeah, I think pain, pain's a, a major sort of disincentive to want to you know, take up exercise. So if you might have low back pain or you may have knee soreness, you may have heart disease or, or lung disorder, all of these are, are genuine barriers to being active. But And being overweight, as we mentioned before, that could be a problem as well. But exercise itself shouldn't cause injury if you're doing it safely and effectively. So in terms of huffing and puffing, in, you know, trying to get, get fitter, uh, that feeling of discomfort is very different to being in pain. So usually your body lets you know when you've done something wrong, if you're overdoing it or things like that. The reality of this is that the risk of injury during a, an exercise that's properly performed is actually you know, quite mm. low. So mm. if you're doing something more complex than walking, you might want to seek the advice of you know, a qualified instructor, you know, a personal trainer or something like that, who can teach you how to perform you know, the exercise or the activity in the correct way, mm. so good technique, and therefore the risk of injury is going to be very low. So if, you, if you've been you know, inactive for a long time, you're returning to exercise for the first time after an extended period, make sure you see your GP or your, or your health specialist. Make sure they give you the okay to exercise. There'll be certain things that you may be suitable for. Other things they'll suggest that you shouldn't do. And I think you've always got to follow what, you, what your health practitioner says to you. But if you've got stiff and sore joints and you think that weight-bearing exercise is going to be too hard, then do a water-based exercise you know, or, or riding a bike where the weight is taken off yeah. uh, the joints. And I think if you take it easy to begin with, you listen to your body, you gradually build up the intensity over time, um, your fitness will improve and the risk of injury will remain pretty low. Yeah. What about people who say, and this is going to depend uh, on what sort of employment you have. I mean, I've got a son who's a carpenter and he gets plenty of exercise at work. People say, oh, well, you know, I get enough exercise at work. I'm too tired to exercise when I get home. Yeah, I think there are some some jobs that involve you know, heavy manual labour and they're generally very physically demanding. But Many people spend their days being fairly sedentary, and I think you know if you're in front of a, a workstation for most of the day, then you're not going to get much exercise at all. Mm. So you may feel mentally tired afterwards. It doesn't mean you've been sufficiently physically active to get those benefits that a structured exercise can provide you. So I don't think there are many jobs that will give you a complete workout. You know, you may be on your feet all day, but you may not do much in terms of resistance exercise or lifting weights and you know, where your, your muscles are going to get benefit. On the other hand, you could be doing some very heavy lifting, but very little in terms of the aerobic exercises that may be beneficial for the heart and lungs. So even if you're pretty active at work, if you can try and do a different type of activity outside of work, then you get the benefits of everything. So I recognise that if you're going to be you're going to be too tired to exercise after work, then try and do something in the lunch hour if you can. Yeah, we've got to try and be sensible. Again, we've got to try and be opt- you know, opportunistic about exercise. 
but you'll be surprised how much better you'll feel, Tim. You know, if you can do mm. that exercise, mm. if your only ex- exercise option is to do so after work, then I think my recommendation <laughs> is to do it straight away <laughs> because as soon as you sit down, and as soon as you settle down, um, it's going to be very difficult to get out of off the couch. Yeah. Now, here's one that I'm not buying into because uh, you don't have to join, join a gym. Exercise is too expensive, some people might say. Yeah, I mean, and, and yeah, in some cases that, that is true if you're thinking about equipment that you might have to purchase, but you don't have to spend a lot of money to exercise. You know, a good pair of running shoes or walking shoes, yeah, they can be an initial expensive mm. outlay, but mm. that's the, the, you know, you get, get good shoes to provide the support and the protection for, you know, for your feet, for your knees, your hips, your back, all of those things. So you, it's an important investment. But gym memberships, yeah, they can be mm. expensive. You know, I don't think we've got to be... be um, true about that but you know home gym i'm a big advocate of, of having a home gym and they can require some you know it's pretty expensive uh, purchases but it doesn't it doesn't cost anything to visit the local park and you might be fortunate enough to live to you know near someone that, mm. that has a you know some some of these parks have like a exercise equipment themselves and you don't have to be out in the you, know, you can be out in the fresh air rather than be inside there's a lot of benefits for that um, if you don't have that, I mean, if, if your employer has a relationship with a local fitness centre or you have a discount membership, try and take that up. Or if your local community or recreation centre has fitness classes, a lot of those are going to be a lot more you know, affordable than the private gyms or health clubs. So there are reasonable reasonably costed uh, fitness options for everybody. Yeah, look, I'll own up too. I think I said to you last weekend, I mean, uh, my exercise was taking my big, beautiful dog for a walk and I lost her and I sort of stopped walking. And my wife said, well, um, you don't have to have the dog. You can still go walking. And, and I do around my local area. So, look, it doesn't have to be expensive. And, you know, I'm not a, a young person, but um, and I'm a morning person. So everyone's going to be different, aren't they? I mean, I like getting up and letting the chooks out and, and going for a wander then. And some people say, oh, well, you know, I've got to get up and I've got to go to work. So do it at the other end of the day. I mean, really, um, uh, there's not too many excuses, are there? Well, I think if we just if we have that motto of getting active and staying active and having that that opportunity, if you if you see if you see the opportunity to do something that's that's active and and I think you should take it because yeah. it it, you, it may it may disappear pretty quickly. So I think if we have that, you know, we inbuilt and in, ingrained in, in in what we're doing every day over the course of the weeks and months. We'll start to feel that the benefit of, of that investment. Mm. Final one, and I'm I'm sure a lot of people say this to you. I'm too old to start exercising now. Yes, yes. yeah. Our, our regular <laughs> listeners know I, I I I you know there are many benefits for exercise for anyone of any age. So many studies have reported, Tim, that people in their seventies, eighties, nineties, even centenarians living in nursing homes. These are studies that have come out largely from the US, but also from Europe as well. Mm. Some 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 studies here in Australia as well, that everyone can benefit from structured exercise. So even as we age, the body has the capacity to adapt to the challenges of exercise. It has to be sensible, it has to be safe, it has to be effective. But when we have to recognise we're never going to perform the same way we did when we were younger. You know, that's just the way no, it is. No. Yeah, but if we can exercise and keep our bodies and our minds active, we're going to feel younger, we're going to, you know, we're going to keep our body, our, our, our age is going to be 
somewhat of a number, but we're <laughs> feeling very, very good on the inside and on the outside and, and ready to face life's challenges. So if you get the all clear from your, from your doctor to exercise, and that's very important as we get older. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And then start the exercise program, know what's appropriate for you and do that safely and effectively then that, that's going to that's be the way which we can get those benefits regardless of age. So check whether, you know, you may have a, a local physio or a community group that's got a, um, a seniors group that has specialties for, for training together with other people. That social part of it is, is really important as well. All of those are reasonable. But to say that you're too old to start exercising, just remember that I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to be behind you making sure that you can, uh, you can, you can get started and, and to stay with it. Now, a question without notice before we go, because I noticed this this week. I mean, everybody's tried to diet at some stage, I'm sure, and God knows how many there are. But this idea of mini fasting, so I assume you don't eat much or don't eat anything for a day or a couple of days. And uh, the thought is, yes, you will lose weight, but it will create other problems. Yeah, so it, it also depends on what other health conditions you may have, Tim, as well. So this is why you should always embark upon these things under the guidance of your of your health practitioner, sure. your GP yeah. or your specialist. So it's, that's especially if you've got other health problems. And trying these different diets, some, some will work for some people, some other people won't have the same benefit. I think if we stick with the, the idea of good nutrition, biasing our... our our diet towards more healthy options. If we cut out the the sugars, you know, the refined sugars, and mm. and stick stick with the leafy greens, so the five veg and the two fruit, five and two, as a basic starting point, and then supplement as accordingly. If we, you know, some people are not meat eaters, but they have vegetarian options. Mm. If we think about you know, those healthy choices and stick with that by cutting out the things we shouldn't be having. Um, the weight will come off as well. So you don't have to go to drastic options necessarily. Um, you know, if you're going to go for these sorts of options, always ensure that it's done under the, under the, the uh, my, you know, watchful eye of your health practitioner who is going to guide you through that process. Yes, and uh, what you've said is the best diet of all, just eat properly, yeah? I, ideally, it's, it's, of course, we're going to be tempted and, and I, I'm always making sure that we, have, we can... Uh, have a have, you've got to, to to maintain the long term. You've got to have a few rewards here and there. So I'm I'm quite happy to have those as well, uh, and everyone knows that. Mm. But the idea, if we can, for the most part, eat healthily, uh, we're going to be um, on the right track for long term. You know, healthy weight rather than having to lose weight unnecessarily and then regain it several weeks later. All makes sense to me. Lovely to talk to you. And you can follow Gordon, of course, on Twitter. And that's at Gordon S. Lynch. Lynch spelled L-Y-N-C-H. Lovely to talk to you, Gordon. Thanks very much. Thanks a lot, Tim. Gordon Lynch.